Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. You know, some of the people that were most loyal to me are people that I didn't think would be. Some of the people that were least loyal to me are people uh, that you got I it. think I would have treated them differently. I think I would have treated different groups differently. I would have wiped the floor with the guys that weren't loyal, which I will now do, which is great. You know, I love getting even with people, but I will, <laughs> I will have up. wiped. You love getting even Oh, absolutely. You don't, believe, you don't believe in the eye for the eye? You do. <laughs> no. I know you well enough. I think you do. But anyway, but... <laughs> but it, tell me, I mean, you, you're going to get even with some people. Because yeah, I mean, if given the opportunity, if given the opportunity, I will get even with some people that were disloyal to me. I mean, I had a group of people that were disloyal. But how do you define disloyalty? Uh, they didn't come to my aid. Well, and what they did they do? do? They turned their things. back on you? No, but they didn't do small things that would have helped. You see, I'm so loyal to people, and maybe I'm loyal to a fault, but I'm so loyal to people that when somebody's slightly disloyal to me, I look upon it as a great act of horror. The president begins by wanting to talk about my job. All right. Uh, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That's Vince Taglia here. This is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. We're live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. This is where we talk about what we call the unfolding global conspiracy of communism, socialism, infiltrating the United States of America, undermining our United States Constitution, dismantling our republic, the infiltration of our social, our economic, our political, our academic, probably already said that, and our communal systems. Uh, this is being done through waged warfare, through information warfare, through uh, asymmetrical warfare, many different aspects. It's being progressed through a very, very radical liberal agenda. And we're here to bring you guys the news, to look at the narrative and see how it's unfolding and analyze typically what's going to happen in the world. And for the last few years, I can tell you that uh, we can go back and look at the track record. Damn, we were saying stuff back in November and December of 2020 that people hated us for. Hated us. Yeah. How dare you? How dare you say that? And we were fucking right. <laughs> and, and that, and you know what? We were right. We, we stuck to it. We, we stuck to what we, we saw, what we understood, and what we believed, right? We, we, yeah. we shifted. I'm not going to say that we didn't say, okay, well, maybe this is a potential. We did, okay? We went up and down. But we came out and we said, sure. this is what I think is really happening. Jay said, Jay said, Trump's going to be the first arrest. It's looking like this, that this is going to happen potentially before even the 15th. I think they're waiting for the election results to come in before they did this because they wanted to secure at least one house, Um before that happened, but I think they're potentially going to do this. And we're going to talk about Donald Trump and loyalty tonight. Um, now, I'm not jumping on the DeSantis bandwagon. Um, okay. I like Ron De DeSantis. I, I have no problem with Ron DeSantis. I think he's a good governor. I think he's a good politician, right? Um, okay. But do I think he's going to run for president in 2024? Nope, not a chance in hell. And I'm going to tell you what I believe is happening here. We have to understand optics. We have to understand the hints that Donald Trump has been giving the last few days. So one important thing is talking about Carrie Lake. Donald Trump said on his True Social today, he said, Carrie Lake better win. Okay? This, this confirms 
Vince, what we were talking about yesterday. What was that? Remind me. Remember the remember I came out and I said that the Democrats they focused on the cheating and the stealing on Pennsylvania specifically and Arizona specifically, Matriano and Carrie Lake because they were the election deniers. Right. And they are the ones that can go in there and start investigating 2020 and turn around the electoral college. Right. Right? Mm. So that becomes clutch to understanding why they were targeted. And I'm looking for where Donald Trump just says this today um, about Kerry Lake. He was talking about Pennsylvania. I think it's this one, Sean Hannity. Um, our country's in trouble. But he Watch says it water, in here. That's right. What's that? Watch the water. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going to bring that up as well. Uh-huh. But I like this one for the See, he posted on his true social he said, "For those people that are being fed the fake narrative from the corrupt media that I'm angry about the midterms, don't believe it. I am not at, at all angry. Did a great job. I wasn't the one running. I'm very busy looking into the future." Mm-hmm. Remember, I am a stable genius. <laughs> Looking into the future. Yep. I love that. And this is the one I'm actually talking about right here. Clark County, Nevada has a corrupt voting system. Be careful, Adam, as do many places in our soon-to-be third-world country. Now, our soon-to-be third-world country. He doesn't say our potentially soon-to-be third-world country. What does he say? Soon-to-be. Yeah. As in, maybe he knows something. Then he says, Arizona even said by the end of the week, they want more time to cheat. Carrie Lake must, all in capital letters, win. Carrie Lake must win. They knew Donald Trump's plan. Donald Trump's plan, okay, I had a bug in front of me. Donald Trump's plan was to take Arizona governorship and Pennsylvania governorship. One of those two. You go for one or two of them. If you can get in one of them, you win. Because then the investigations at the state level can begin. Now, Florida didn't have as much corruption in the voter rolls that everybody else did. They didn't have alleged fraud, right? So DeSantis really couldn't do much. Um, Abbott, uh, Saxton, out the attorney general in Texas, they filed lawsuits. Remember Missouri, Louisiana, they're all filing lawsuits right after the election. Okay. But Kerry Lake right. would be able to get in there, not only show fraud during that election. This is why they're so scared, okay? Because they knew that they had to take them down, which means that they had to cheat. So if Mastriano actually got in, he would uncover the yeah. fraud that just took place in this election. Same thing with Kerry Lake. She's going to uncover the fraud that just took place in this election. This is why this is kind of like a must happen. Now, going into uh, Donald Trump here. Um. Where was I at? I wanted the... He's really created quite the storm today. Oh, my God. He is pissing people (laughs) off left and right. Now, here's the interesting thing. Did you notice, like, all these kind of conservatives that the float... I call them floating conservatives. They're kind of like Trump, DeSantis, Trump, DeSantis, right? Yep. But um, you notice how they're all posting polls today? Who do you think will win, Trump or DeSantis? Trump or DeSantis? And it's all going to DeSantis. You know why? Because they're on Twitter. Do you understand yeah. that none of the Donald Trump supporters are on Twitter anymore because we all got deleted? Yes. And I think this is uh, propaganda at work. It just shows how mm-hmm. malleable the mind is. Because ask, you know, a month ago and it would have been Trump number one. 
Um, I think a lot of those people that we see saying DeSantis, DeSantis, I think that they're being misguided. I think that they're going to be, like you said, floating back. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to float around as soon as the as soon as the narrative changes and the perception in the media changes. It's they're going to flop right over. And unfortunately, that's yep. just how I look at it. I think that people are really that malleable. Well, so if you, I don't know if you notice the shirt I have on. Yeah, it's my old school, my old school it. shirt. Um, eh, Lauren, we can agree to Laura. We can agree to disagree. Um, I agree that Q is a psyop, and I'll tell you that not all psyops necessarily are bad. If you look at the Q movement and what it did, uh, starting circa 2017, what it did is it woke hundreds of millions of people up around the world. If that was some dude in his grandma's basement sniffing his own farts on 4chan. Give that fucking guy a medal. If that was John Brennan at the CIA running this operation as a psychological warfare operation, it failed miserably. It allowed people like me and everybody else out here to take back the news. We are the news now. And so I I disagree with that statement. But Donald Trump came out with a very, very long um, news blast report today. Looks like Rumble's down. That's what people are saying. Rumble's Looks down. Okay, on my end. Okay, just refresh Rumble and see if you can bring it up, buddy. Yeah, we have 400 people saying it's up. But Donald. Yep. Okay, so he put out this really long. He, so basically, he came out with two posts. One very egotistical. <clears throat> the Luciferian false Trump? light. Hold on. Hold, yeah, hold on. The Luciferian right. false. Light Antichrist is going to take down the satanic deep state cabal. It's the devil playing both sides. The Great Awakening is the Antichrist deception. Uh, maybe you should listen to my Friday night show. I think you'd be uh, rather pl- pleased or maybe disturbed at what we talk about. Uh, but I think that, uh, nah, disagree. Um, anyways, Donald Trump came out with two various posts today. One was very egotistical, very egomaniacal. But this is interesting because what were we saying yesterday? The Trump-DeSantis war has begun. Mm-hmm. Now, Trump lives in Florida. Yeah. Okay. Um, he voted for DeSantis. He voted for DeSantis. Okay. DeSantis is former military. He took an oath to the Constitution. Now, before the show, someone told me to go out there and check out loyalty. 4413. Look at this. Those loyal to our constitutional republic and to our command structure... Those loyal to the office of the president and the will of the people. Those who swore an oath to protect and defend against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Those good people who serve proudly for America. Castle Rock for God and country. I just thought it was interesting because it, it, it came up. Okay. Now, wh- what are we talking about here? The Trump DeSantis wars are coming about. Now, Trump came out in a very egomaniacal post. And we'll go ahead and show this right here. Uh, if CNN were smart, they'd open up a conservative network, have me on, and it would be the most successful network in history. Fox only made it because of me. Twitter only made it because of me. And even Facebook, now in the tubes, having lost over $90 billion. Um, funny as it is, he's, he's wrong. Okay? Um, yes, Donald Trump definitely had an impact when he left those platforms because millions upon millions of people left with him because they forced us to leave. If they never forced us to leave, we'd probably still be there. Um, 
but you have to wonder why is he saying these things? Okay. Now he came out and he started off here. So that was an Eagle Maniacal one. He goes, the New York Post today has a story about uh, the wall, but my progress on the wall was slowed down by News Corp board member Paul Ryan, who together with a broken old crow, Mitch McConnell, weren't able to get uh, me the funds together. I ended up getting them anyway after two and a half years of lawsuits through other sources and completed the wall, plus certain additions were made, which could have been done in three weeks. But no, the Biden administration stupidly wanted open borders. You know the sticker in Pennsylvania that says, I voted? Some people are wearing them saying, I thought I voted. Pennsylvania is a very corrupt state uh, with voting, but nobody ever wants to check that. How does Oz, a smart guy, lose to a guy who can't string together two sentences? They don't want to check because they don't want to make me right. It happened to me in 2020. I lost 1 million votes with possibility. One of the biggest drops in history happening in the middle of the night. Now, I found this, this statement right here. I lost 1 million votes with possibly one of the biggest drops in history. History is capitalized happening in the middle of the night. I just look at this, right? Okay. So this was, I, I want to check this out real quick. I got, I got to do something. I, I didn't see this one. I, I want to see this one. 542. I want to see if there's any relevance here. Okay. That, uh, that's 1742. And I'm just checking timestamps. Okay. Okay. Well, he says here one of the biggest drops in, in history with drops capitalized. Uh, I lost one million votes with possibly one of the biggest drops in history in the middle of the night. Do you think that that could be a sign of things to come? In what way? Think. What have we all been waiting for? D-class? D-class. How, when do we know it's going to be coming? Well, well, how do we know it's going to come? I don't know. Through a drop in the middle of the night. Could he have just hinted that it's coming? <laughs> Possibly Maybe. one of the biggest drops in history happening in the middle of the night. I don't know. I, I think that that's interesting. But he goes on to say, um, low energy. So then he starts talking about DeSantis. Um, let's, let's go on to this. Thread. This is a long thread. He starts off here, while in certain ways yesterday's election was somewhat disappointing, from my personal standpoint, it was a very big victory. 219 wins, 16 losses in general. Who has ever done better than that? Uh, now that the midterms are over and a success, News Court, which is Fox and Wall Street Journal, and the no longer great New York Post, bring back coal, is all in for Ron DeSanctimonious, the average Republican governor with great public relations who didn't have to close up his state, but did unlike other Republican governors whose overall numbers for a Republican were just average middle of the pack, including COVID and who has the advantage of sunshine where people from badly run States up North could no matter who the governor was just like I did. Ron came to me in desperate shape in 2017. He was politically dead long losing in a landslide to a very good agricultural commissioner, Adam Putman. 
who was loaded up with cash and great poll numbers. Ron had low approvals, bad polls, and no money, but he said that if I would endorse him, he could win. I didn't know Adam, so I said, let's give it a shot. Ron, when I endorsed him, it was uh, as though, to use a bad term, a nuclear weapon went off. Years later, they were the exact words that Adam Putman used in describing Ron's endorsement. He said, I went from having it made with no competition to immediately getting absolutely clobbered after your endorsement. I then got Ron by the star of the Democratic Party, Andrew Gilliam, who was later revealed to be a crackhead, by having two massive rallies and tens of thousands of people at each one. I also fixed his campaign, which had completely fallen apart. I was all in for Ron as he beat Gilliam, but after the race, when the votes were being stolen by the corrupt election process in Broward County, and Ron was going down tens of thousands of votes a day, along with now Senator Rick Scott, I said in the FBI, the U.S. attorneys, and the ballot theft immediately ended just prior to them running out of the votes necessary to win. I stopped his election from being stolen. Now think about that. That's pretty crazy. And now Ron DeSanctimonious is playing games. What did I say yesterday? This is a game. They're playing you, games. You think the, this is a trap? This is a, a trap. Facade. Yep. I the, think I think that too with his first post where he's being like, "Oh, all they have to do is let me be the star of their show and it'll be number 1." Mm-hmm. I think it's too on the nose. It's too conceited. Although Trump can be that way. I think that it's just too on the nose and that it's him being inflammatory on purpose to get things riled up, get it trending on Twitter for whatever reason. Yeah, think about this. Trump lives in Florida. The one person, one politician he probably sees the most is Ron DeSantis. He was just with him the other day, okay? Now, Ron DeSantis is incredibly popular with the conservative Republican Party, the traditional Republican Party. Donald Trump is MAGA. Um, Donald Trump got Ron DeSantis elected, right? Now, remember, loyalty. Trump is loyal. Has DeSantis done anything to Trump to appear not loyal? Not publicly. No. What happened when the the federal government came out and said that they potentially will arrest Donald Trump? What did Ron DeSantis say? I forget. What did he say? He said, federal government, get the hell out of my state. You're not allowed here. If you come into my state before you do a -a Mar-a-Lago or anything like that again, you have to come to us and get our permission, and we're probably not going to give you permission to come here. He's protecting Donald Trump. So this is the play. What did the Democrats admit to in their playbook this election? What? They funded Trump-endorsed candidates that they knew they could exploit and win. Okay? Yeah. So what does that tell you about the Democratic Party? They're crooked. They will Uh, latch on to Republicans who are against Trump and fund them. Yeah. Using their playbook against them. So now he, I think what the game is here, okay, for 2024 setup is the Democrats see a potential that Ron DeSantis can beat Donald Trump. This is why all the poll numbers are coming up showing DeSantis can beat Trump. Okay. Trump and DeSantis have this plan. This plan is, Hey, let's, let's hate each other for a little while. Let's get the Democrats thinking that we hate each other. The Democrats will come to you. They will work with you. Your state will be golden and great. Yeah. And we'll let this feud go on until the primaries. To the 2024 primaries. And then it's going to come out and Donald Trump's going to win the nomination. And he goes, my running mate, Ron DeSantis. 
I'm telling you, this is how it's going to go. And they're going to look up there and they're going to go, you got played. That would be beautiful. Okay. So, so that's one part of this whole thing. Um, man, there's a lot of news today. We're going to go through this too. But I wanted to pull these up because these are coming up on a Delta for tomorrow. Yeah, let's see it. Uh, this is a uh, three-year Delta. I prefer dangerous freedom over peaceful slavery. Thomas Jefferson. What we seek is the reign of law based upon the consent of the government and sustained by the organized opinion of mankind. Woodrow Wilson. Educate and inform the whole mass of people. They are the only sure reliance for the preservation of our liberty. Thomas Jefferson. Now, I find this one interesting. Okay? Educate and inform... The whole mass people, they are the only reliance on the preservation of our liberty. So what happens when you indoctrinate and control the whole mass of people? Liberty goes away. So this one. Tomorrow, Delta, 3581, calm before the storm, POTUS. Month-day Q public campaign initiated, month-day Durham initiated. What famous crime family did Durham Target also spearheaded mob prosecutions for the Gambino, uh, Genovese, and the Pachacara crime families. What ABC agency did Durham target? How are these messages sent? What if there's another prosecutor outside D.C. assigned by Sessions with the same name, mandate, and authority? Do you believe in coincidences? 5-5, five, five, be ready, Patriots. So this is something that we have coming up tomorrow. I thought potential to look at in case something does happen uh, in and around tomorrow. But let's jump into... What's kind of happening here? The world at large. Joe Biden, if GOP takes the House, the American people have made it clear they expect Republicans to work with me. Is what he said. Let's, let's listen to this. Regardless of what the final tally showed, I'm prepared to work with Republicans. But the American people have made it clear they expect Republicans to work with me as well. Actually, Joe, they expect uh, the Republicans to impeach you. <laughs> <laughs> they they inspect they expect Republicans to investigate you and impeach you because that was the deal. We're going to elect them, House majority, to get rid of you who formed a coup on our country. Isn't that the truth? That is the truth, man. Exactly my thoughts as well. Mm-hmm. What this guy, I can't believe him. What's that? Biden. He's just out there saying all kinds of dumb stuff and Kind of changing his tone. I think he's kind of settling down a little bit. Well, I think that Biden um, realizes that right now they've done. So here's the thing about election night. Mm -hmm. It's no longer election night. Do you know what that means in the sense of stealing elections? It's done. It's a thousand times harder right now. Really? Yes. What would happen right now if a white van pulled up and dumped the ballots? It's happening. No, no, well, no. Here's the problem with that. Yeah. Is now. all the polls are closed. The number of ballots are already counted. Yeah. Just the votes of the ballots are not counted. So you can't add more in. Mm-hmm. Okay? So th- this is kind of how the elections are set up. The mail-in ballots came in, and they counted the batches of mail-in ballots, okay? So all the mail-in ballots that were coming in are already received, which means that we know how many ballots are left in each state with each election. So you can't dump more ballots in. You can't mysteriously find more ballots. 
That, that's done. Now, Nevada is open till November 12th, receiving mail-in ballots that are postmarked for the 8th. That's the only state that does that. <clears throat> that could be a problem for Laxalt, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. But what we're, we're, we're talking about here is in Arizona, <clears throat> yeah. Carrie Lake has bamboozled them. Basically, what happened is a lot of her supporters did the mail-in ballots, but they didn't mail them in. They dropped them off at the polling location the day of election, which those votes haven't even got to yet. There's over 273,000 of them. Understand that. That 273 votes, mail-in ballots, that people brought in. This is how she won the primary, remember? Yeah. How she won the primary is 200,000 votes came in in the middle of the night. Dropped off, people dropped them off, and they were counted, she won. This is exactly what just happened in Arizona. And here's the thing. Is there on the votes that came in right now from the counting, the counting part? They're on Saturday's votes. They haven't even got to election day. Wow. This is why they're saying it's going to take till next week, over the weekend. Okay? So all the ballots they have are already there. They 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 can't potentially switch the votes? They it would be very difficult. They they would need an extra ballot, basically. Exactly. So they would have to have a a Republican ballot, bring in a fake ballot, scan that, you know, discard one. It's just it's almost improbable, because the other part of this is, at least from my understanding, is when those ballots arrive, they scan them. So it would be ballot two one two four nine one, right? So that's how much, you know, so you have ballot 212491, 2495, 496, right? So you have all these ballots. So that ballot, if they're going to swap it out, would have to match that. It's impossible. It's it's almost impossible for them to cheat. This is kind of what Greg Phillips has been talking about. Okay. So what this means is they're they're counting the mail-in ballots in Arizona right now. They're on like Saturday or Sunday. They're not even at Tuesday when all those 200,000 ballots came in for Kerry Lake. Yeah, what a lot of Republicans vote on election right. day. And that could push Blake Masters over and Kerry Lake. They knew this was going to happen. I think they planned for this to happen. Okay? They? The Republicans? Yes. I think they planned. Because think about this. is They were putting, from what I'm hearing and gathering, they were putting mm-hmm. it out to their supporters, do not mail in your mail-in ballot, drop it off on election day. Yes. Okay. Correct. That's what they were putting out there. Why? Because... They cannot swap. The, this ballot isn't sitting for days where it can be swapped out. They get the serial number. They make a copy of it. Swap it out. Done. Or right? they know how many to anticipate. And they don't how know how many to anticipate. There you go. This is why they did it. They used the Dems playbook against them. Okay? So, come next week, I'm pretty sure Kerry Lake is going to be governor of Arizona. Blake Masters is going to win that Senate seat. Okay, and we're gonna pick up a house seat as well there. So this will be interesting what happens when Carrie Lake gets in because I think she's going to be a wrecking ball in Arizona. And investigations are going to happen. People are going to get arrested. I think that their electoral col- their their electorals uh, electors from 2020 will probably go to court yeah. to be overturned. My gosh! Yes. And it's going to cause a ripple effect if these things come to fruition in Arizona. A ripple effect across all other states, hopefully far and wide. My state, Washington State, is in 
dire need of some change. So it could be a good first domino. Well, this this is the perspective, right? This is the Great Awakening. Let's assume Carrie Lake gets in. She immediately, at the start of the year, immediately begins investigating 2020 and 2022. She uncovers massive voter fraud. Okay? Yeah. What does that do to all the other states that the Democrats tried to steal, uh, that the Democrats won? She comes out and says, this is how they did it. This is what the numbers will look like when they did it. And then the people say, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. And you have a constitutional crisis. You have a major problem on your hand for the Democrats. And especially when the House of Representatives is now controlled by the Republicans and potentially even the Senate. The Senate probably will be either 51, 51-49 Republicans or 50-50. It's going to be one right. of the two. Okay? Yeah, so someone, people are saying watch the water out there. Uh, let me go here. Where is it? I got that somewhere. There we go. Yeah, who said that? Watch the water. Watch the water. Arizona dismantles the 2020 election. That's why it was the target. Kerry Lake is their main threat. So could single-handedly turn over the 2020 election. Lake is water. Uh, we are about to see fireworks. It has begun. Fraud is all over Arizona. It will be brought to the light. That's the truth. This is where we're at right now. And so this is why the Dems tried to cheat. They, they couldn't risk it. They knew what was at stake. Yep. And so when, if this happens with Carrie Lake, okay, the, yep. federal, the Congress, which has investigative oversight, they can start investigations. They're going to see this say, hey, what happened in Arizona? They're going to go, oh, I wonder if this happened in other states as well. Now they start subpoenaing voting records, ballots, all this stuff, which has to stay uh, in place for 21 months in most states. And Pennsylvania, boom. New York, boom. Michigan, boom. Washington, boom. And then they say, I wonder if this happened in 2020. And they start looking at 2020, and they say, oh, we got a crisis here. And they realize how, how far the corruption goes. So this is a big possibility. I, so, I, and I'm not giving hopium out there. This is, I mean, you can see this forming. You can see all this information for yourself. Okay, so let's move on to the news now. We'll, we'll get back on this. Uh, Kareen Jean-Pierre says Democrats will oust more MAGA Republicans in 2024. Uh, one election will not change that. There is still work to be done. In that, how, how does the president assess the state of U.S. democracy and the health of that democracy when so many election deniers are being elected to Congress, the majority of the Republican caucus? So the president has been very clear that he still see, sees that uh, he believes our democracy is still under, under threat and that the American people have to defend it. That's something that he's going to continue to say. And the part of that is rejecting election lies or those who would use violence to overthrow democracy. And so you did see that from the American people. Uh, but again, it's still under threat. It, one election will not change that, right? And so there's still work to be done. There's still work to strengthen our democracy and there's still work to protect our democracy. Again, it's not going to happen under one election or even 2020 election, right? We've continued to work towards that. Um, it's a republic. It's not a democracy. 
We're not England. See, what we have here in this country is completely different than any other form of government in this fucking world. You remember that, um, that, what was it? It was called Newsroom or whatever it was on HBO. Okay. And you had the one guy that was like, uh, Yosemite, you think you're free? And he went on this big spiel. No, I don't recall. And he says, there's 181 countries in this world that have freedom. Yeah. Not really. They don't have the First Amendment. They don't have the Second Amendment. They don't have the Fourth Amendment. They don't have the Fifth Amendment. Okay? They don't have the Tenth Amendment. The United States is the only country in this freaking world that has the type of freedom that we do. That has a constitution, a contract in place that restricts their government from infringing upon their rights, their liberties, and their freedoms. Okay? It's not a democracy. Democracy... Demos Krasi, mob rule, right? The power of the people. No. We have a republic which is built in with a federalist system of a system of checks and balances all the way down to the people, to the state legislation, to the local cities, all the way up to the federal government, to the court systems themselves. Every person, even on the far reaches by themselves. The difference between a democracy and a republic is is 51% of the people can get a bill passed in law. Okay? And that bill will stand as long as those 51% keep the majority. Of which most people will keep the majority. Kind of like the Democrats have done for a while. The great thing about a republic is 51% of the people's representatives pass a law into power. One person can take that law to court and get it overturned and deemed unconstitutional. One person out of 380 million. That's the idea that the founding fathers had in mind. Yeah. Big difference between a democracy. They're trying to make people forget, it seems like, because all they ever say is democracy, democracy, democracy. You hear it on the fake news every day. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, how about this? Talk about unconstitutionality, right? Joe Biden uses, utilizes executive power to pass what's called student debt loan forgiveness. A yeah. federal judge has now declared President Biden's plan to cancel student debt unconstitutional. Now, Nancy Pelosi two years ago said what? Do you remember this? Unconstitutional. That the president cannot pass student... Remember when Donald Trump was talking about this around the election time? Yeah. Nancy yep. Pelosi said he can't do that. It's unconstitutional. Only Congress has the ability to do that. And she's right. And they knew it, but they do it anyways for optics. Yep. They did it only they did it only as a political ploy. Notice it's not jumping on the ballot anytime soon. You know you notice that it's not going into legislation. There's no House of Representatives bill. It was nothing more than a political ploy ploy to garner all the people, all the lefties who want student debt loan relief around Joe Biden. That's why they got the Gen Zer vote. Because the Gen Zers don't want to pay for college. And guess what? You guys got bamboozled. Again. You guys, if there's any lefties out there listening right now, okay? Joe Biden's executive order for student debt loan relief is unconstitutional. Two federal judges have ruled on this. It's most likely going to go to the Supreme Court. Which the Supreme Court, mainly conservatives, going to rule. Joe Biden... Where in the Constitution does it give you that authority? Well, it hairy legs doesn't. Congress has that authority, not Joe Biden. 
And so the Supreme Court's going to say, can't happen. And then you're going to still have about a month left of Congress with the Dems in power. And guess what you're going to see? No bill whatsoever for student debt loan relief. Why? Because the banks don't want it. The federal government can't afford it. And they don't give a shit about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay? your 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 uh, your relief is in Ukraine now. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, your relief is in Ukraine right now. And so, if if, if you're a liberal and you're listening to this, like fuck you, Josh. January first, when the House of Representatives switches over to the Republicans, and they're not going to pass it, I promise you. You can come back here and tell me I was right. <laughs> That's just the truth in the matter. It, oh, so this is a great article by the Gateway Pundit. It worked once, why not twice? Here are five ways the Democrats are cheating and stealing the 2022 election just as they did in 2021. And for those people out there, there's no evidence of this. Like I argued, I, I, I was getting in conversations on Twitter with people, okay? And mm-hmm. for some reason, the Twitter algorithm now puts your content out to everybody. So I get a yeah. lot of liberals that reply to my stuff, which is cool. Like I don't mind. I noticed. But I posted uh, Scott Jensen's graph from Mike Lindell, right? Yeah. The and the person's like, this isn't evidence. You don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, um, measure the slope of the graph. Measure the change in slope of the graph for each chart. That doesn't prove anything. Yeah, they're even. The slopes for both graphs are exactly even. Okay, with the incumbent Democrat governor always like five thousand votes ahead. 10,000 votes ahead. That's statistically improbable. It doesn't work that way. Ever. And so there's something that's actually utilized in mathematics and statistical analysis known as Benford's Law. And it's kind of like a bell curve, but it predicts standard standard deviation of of various different count rates. Random. It it defines uh, how random numbers behave. In right an order of numbers, correct. So you're going to have various stand, uh, deviations away from average, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like chaos game, right? Have you ever played chaos, uh, the chaos game for mathematics? No. Where you have no. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and what you do is you roll a dice, or so you have yeah, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, and you roll a dice, and you start out with a mark, and you always move towards that number one half distance, and it'll mm-hmm. start producing fractal patterns okay it's just because of the the probability dynamics of nature and how it operates right Uh benford's law works the same way in the sense of random predictability is that we know that with elections we should see no more than a standard deviation of one and what we saw in 2020 i think it was like uh, five magnitudes of standard deviation so it was five times greater standard deviation than any time ever before. No election in the history of humankind had ever done that. Voter fraud. Impossible That's how they use Benford's that. law to prove voter fraud. So yeah. when you're looking at these elections and the slope is matching by like the same amount of votes over and over, or like in, in Hochul and Zeldin in New York State, where... Hochul was winning each county with 68% of the vote. Every county with 68% of the vote. Zeldin was, was winning his counties with only 52% of the votes. Like Same exact number. It's the same 
it's not just, just the percentage, but the actual number right. of votes. The statistical probability of that happening in an election is like astronomical. The statistical probability of all those happening in the same election in different states it's fraud. Out of this world. Yeah. So number one thing they use is called the drop and roll method. Um, in the drop and roll incidents in 2020 election, we identified that at around the point where 90% of the expected ballots were returned, a large number of ballots were dropped off with nearly every bad ballot going to Joe Biden. These ballots were as large as 330,000 ballots in Virginia at one time. Then after the point, nearly all batches of the ballots recorded in the election were at the same ratio of Biden to Trump, with Biden always receiving more ballots than Trump. And this is how they beat him. Yep. And there you go. This is, this is Georgia, right? If you can see that picture right there, you see that little bump right there at about 11 p.m.? Boop, 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 boop. That's what yeah. took Warnock over. Yeah, it's about to be a losing race, and that's what did it. And what you have to look at here, too, is this is a prime example of kind of what I'm talking about with, with these deviations, right? Look at these two graphs and how they kind of reflect each other, but they're not... If you measure the slope of any two points, they're not equivalent to this slope of these two points. Does that make sense? Okay. But you see how the gla graphs are kind of uniform, Right. There's no sharp inclines and declines and these types of things. And all of a sudden, bloop, you get this straight line right there. Yeah. That means a large batch of votes were counted for Warnock that came in at the same time. But that large number right there that came in for Warnock is above the standard deviation of all the other ballots he's received. So it's a statistical anomaly. That's what we're talking about here. Is what this is what we're looking at, and the people who say you're just paranoid. No, Th this is fucking math. Um, training election workers to cheat is another way they do it. Mm -hmm. Stealing the identities of voters to steal their vote. Like we were talking about the dead guy that got elected in Pennsylvania last night. You know, it's interesting. Dead people voting for uh, dead people. I mean, that's kind of what we're what's happening in Pennsylvania. And then slow walking results. Um, Unfortunately, in Arizona, the slow walking results might not work because of what we just talked about. In Nevada, it's still a big possibility. The same thing with Washington, California, and everything else that's going on. Woo! Man, we're rocking it tonight, huh? Oh, yeah. Looking at uh, Red America. New Mexico seems to be the only all-blue state besides the Northeast. Which, the Northeast is funny. You know, New, Eng New England up here is in the middle of a diesel crisis, an energy crisis. They're about to freeze in winter. And they say, well, you know what? We're, we're going to go out and vote for Joe Biden because um, we, we think Joe Biden is doing a great job. <laughs> like, Not happening, dude. Okay. But what we're looking at here is two, two, so 49 seats in the Senate for the Republicans. They need one more to split the House and two more to take the House. We have three seats left available. This is Laxalt, who appears to be winning, and we should know about that one here in the next three days or so. Warnock and uh, Walker are going to a runoff, where potentially what we've seen before is those independent votes that were going, 80,000 of them potentially could go to Herschel Walker. This will be good. And then we got Mark Kelly and Masters, where Mark Kelly has 5.44%. But if we see what we were expecting with Kerry Lake... Masters will overtake Kelly. He's down by 100,000 votes. So it's going to be really hard, but 
potential. So basically, if the Democrats win two of these seats, if the Democrats win Kelly and Warnock, that's a split house, and we win Waxhold. If they right. win Nevada, Georgia, and Arizona, they take the, they take the Senate. That's going to be tough. So we're probably going to have either a split Senate or Republicans leading by one. Now, the House of Representatives, there's 36 House seats left in play. Right. What's the possibility, with Republicans having the majority of House seats right now, what's the probability the Republicans getting nine seats out of 30? Very likely. Very likely. Highly likely. Probably 90% chance that Republicans are going to take House majority. High 90s. (laughs) Yeah. So probably have it already if it wasn't for all the fraud. Yep. And then in the governor's race, if we go on over here, just look at see what's happening with Carrie Lake. Um, they haven't been voting or they haven't been doing these very well in the sense of updating. We're at seventy-one percent. Uh, we got hundreds of thousands of ballots still left out there. Um, Carrie Lake is trailing by twenty-two thousand right now, but uh, we know what's coming. So just imagine if 274,000 votes are sitting there from Tuesday, dropped off at the election offices by Kerry Lake supporters. It's 274,000 votes, okay? That gives Kerry Lake a 10% leave over Katie Hobbs. And if those ballots all have Blake Masters on it, Blake Masters beats Mark Kelly, which there's no reason why they shouldn't. That would be amazing. Oh, it's going to be amazing. And we were just talking about this unexplained ballot drop in Georgia Senate race likely prevented Herschel Walker from winning the pace outright drop and roll push to race runoff. This is what we were just talking about, that large surge that we just showed. That kind of boop, that little blip right there, the blue bump. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the only way Democrats can win elections is with a blue bump. Jewel Labs, which is the, uh, the vape maker appears to be cutting a whole bunch of jobs. We saw Facebook yesterday cutting a whole bunch of jobs, 11,000 jobs. I watched a video. I was curious that Mark, uh, Mark Zuckerberg didn't cry. I was I waiting know. for him to cry. He looked so devastated. Yeah, right? Man. Must be thinking about that. How much money did he lose? He must be thinking about that. $100 billion? Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg loses $100 billion because he made bad business decisions and lays off 11,000 people so he can gain back his wealth. Take that, liberals. Yeah, and he's really sad about it. You know, nobody's out there. Everybody's bitching about Elon Musk needs to pay his fair share of taxes. What about Mark Zuckerberg and Jeff Bezos? They pay their taxes. Oh, really? Let's get their tax returns. Elon Musk paid $11 billion last year in taxes. Did you know that? I didn't know that, but... I did, yeah. He paid $11 billion in taxes last year. How much did Jeff Bezos pay? I don't know. Probably none. We don't know. (laughs) We don't know. Yeah. Project Veritas, Connecticut school director details sexual fantasies with minor students. These They students are naughty. They spread their legs wide open. Every day there's different panties on. It's hot. It's hard. Literally figured... What the fuck? Let's listen to this. It's 10 minutes long. Black, white. They make sure that... Panty is positioned in a way that I actually see the thing. That's just brutal. Imagine, if you will, you are spending nearly $50,000 a year to give your children a top-of-the-line education at Greens Farms Academy in Westport, Connecticut. This elite school states its goal as, quote, provide students with a sense of connection, a foundation of trust and respect. 
However, in our ongoing Project Veritas investigation into education, rather than uncovering issues of secret curriculums like the one we exposed in Cos Cobb, Connecticut, now we are stunned to learn of a teacher's twisted sexual statements at this private school in Connecticut, apparently about his own students. Are you even tempted? Yes. Mm. It's very I mean, literally and What a fucking loser. Yeah, and I watched that, <clears throat> the whole story, and Project Veritas had two meetings with this guy with a, with a, with a mole, with a plant. Yeah. And she got it out of him that uh, basically he has, he says, oh, I, I have integrity. I would never do anything. However, I will make, I will make uh, exceptions to that. And he's talking about minors and he's talking about girls showing him their uh, private parts. Their coochie coo. Mm-hmm. And um, they, of course, Project Veritas turned this all over to law enforcement and law enforcement's like, yeah, this is, a, this is worrisome. He also <laughs> admitted to... Um, having a lot of sexual relations with college age students when he was teaching college, I, I believe. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's just sick, dude. That, that is sick. sick. And, and you know what? People like that should not be protected. People like that should not be walking on the streets. If, if they act on those things, right? I mean, talking about them, I guess, it, firstly, why would you talk about that on a date or what, what the, f I don't know, man. That's just, yeah. that's some sick shit. He's not all right. He's crazy. Or yeah. he's not well. That was quick. Pel uh, Pennsylvania Governor-elect Josh Shapiro vows to crack down on fracking in the energy sector in the state, affecting thousands of Pennsylvania jobs. <laughs> After he said, we're not going to touch it. Let's listen to this. Well, Jackie, behind me, maybe you see uh, one of the more than 200,000 oil and gas wells across Pennsylvania they don't look like much. Those tanks there, one of them holds water, the other condensate that comes up uh, with the natural gas. Uh, you know, anytime you get a blue wave like we did in Pennsylvania this election day, you have to look at energy policy. There are questions. The new incoming governor, Josh Shapiro, is a man who was and currently is the attorney general in Pennsylvania. And as attorney general, he impaneled a grand jury to investigate fracking just how most of the natural gas is now produced, uh, that resulted in charges against a couple uh, drilling companies. In addition, uh, it resulted in recommendations that the incoming governor now says he supports to expand no drilling zones in Pennsylvania, to disclose the fracking chemicals that are used in case somebody's well is fouled, they'll know what they're dealing with, and regulating the smaller pipelines that run under the ground here to get the natural gas to the main pipelines. So you know what's going to happen here in Pennsylvania? What? He's going to piss off the people who just wanted to be left alone. That's what's going to happen in Pennsylvania. <laughs> this affects more than just Pennsylvania, <laughs> yep. too, in the grand scheme of things. So, yeah, I think you're right. and It's going to span far and wide. So... This is kind of interesting. I'm in the state of Colorado. Um, House District 3 was uh, Lauren Boebert versus Adam Frisch. Yeah. And uh, they called the winner, Adam Frisch, the other day on election night that Boebert had lost. And everybody's like, oh, Boebert lost. Ah, ha, 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 ha. And she said, not yet. 
there's still 4% of the vote left. And 4% of the vote I talked about yesterday was, what, 3,700 or 4,000 votes or something like that? And she was only down by 100 votes? Yep, she came ahead. Lone Berbert is now winning that race and looks like she's going to win with nine, at about 98.9% of the vote in right now. And Those so she's going to vote, man. Yep. If they're heavy with red, I think you're right. I think your theory is right. They're kind of screwed or, you know, or uh, rather the Republicans are going to win. Yeah. And so this is this is genius what Carrie Lake did, too. I mean, it, it really kind of protects election integrity because that's how I voted, too, by the way. Just dropped your ballot off like that. Stuff. Yeah, I had no option but to drop a ballot off or mail it in. Because, well, I mean, if you minute. think about it, it makes so much sense. Because if you have a, a wrapped ballot in an envelope, okay, and you drop it off on election day, nobody has time to go, let's look through those and find what we can manipulate. It's easier to manipulate the paper ones that are being done by the machine and shit. Right? Yeah. And so they plan on, okay, this is how many people are voting. This is what we have for early voting. And they get the metrics and then they say, okay, this is what it's going to look like. We're good. And then... You know, 6 p.m. on election day, people are just dropping off ballots, and they're like, what is going on here? You get 200, 300,000 ballots that get dropped off on election day. They're just going to put them in bins and say, count these later. Mm-hmm. We know they're there because they had to get processed, so we know they're there. And they're not going to count them to the last ballots. It's fucking genius. Well done, Carrie Lake. Well done. What about the possibility of them just discarding them all and not counting them? They, they can't. So when they take that ballot, so they can't see what the ballot is or who it's for, right? But it's got like a scan code on it. And so when they take it, they have to scan the ballot in or they have to take custody of the ballot. There's a chain of custody from when that person drops off that ballot to when it's counted, a chain of custody. So they have to account for every ballot that comes in. They don't just throw them into a box and type one into a computer. Right, okay. They scan the ballot, and that says one ballot's in. They put that in the box. And so each bin will have so many ballots. Okay. And so they know that on this day, 300,000 ballots came in. Right, And they were all dropped off because Carrie Lake was saying, drop it off on election day, towards the afternoon, evening, whatever. And that ensures that your vote's going to count. So it, it was, yeah. it's a great... <laughs> and this is what Greg Phillips and all of them are saying out there. So I'm... Uh, I'm confident she's going to win, and Blake Masters is going to win. <laughs> Five top Twitter executives quit in Elon Musk's most chaotic day. The news will be buried in the return of office drama. A company lawyer reportedly wrote in an internal message, I believe that is intentional. Um, pretty interesting. The departures of Chief Information Officer Leah Kisner, Chief Privacy Officer Damian Kieran, Chief Compliance Officer Marion Fogarty were the first reported cases uh, by Casey Newton and, and Zoe Shifter, journalists. Uh, hours later, Yoel Roth, who has been uh, kind of had a name made for himself recently, the company's moderation and safety leader, who had led the push to reassure rattled users that Twitter would not spiral into anarchy in Musk's hands, he has now left. So really interesting here. Um, not necessarily a bad day for Elon, even though that the news wants you to think that. The reason I say it's not a bad day for Elon is because he don't give a shit. Now he can hire people he trusts to come in there. Pretty easy. Pretty simple. Judge orders Alex Jones to pay another $473 million for 
lies about Sandy Hook school shooting. And this is one of the reasons why we are absolutely careful what we say here. That if we're speculating, we say we're speculating. If it's truth and we know it's truth and it's validated, we'll say it. If we know we have the evidence to back up what we're saying, we'll say it. But the Connecticut judge on Thursday ordered InfoWars founder Alex Jones to pay an additional $473 million to Sandy Hook families. This is in addition to the $1 billion Alex Jones was ordered to pay. Last month, Sandy Hook families sought $2.75 trillion in damages in addition to the $1 billion. Alex Jones perpetuates this attack for one reason, greed. My family's lawyers said in the filings Friday, Alex Jones would never treat them like real people because they are too valuable to him as targets. I admitted I was wrong. I admitted it was a mistake. I admitted that I followed disinformation, but not on purpose. I apologized to the families, and the jury understood that. What I did to those families is wrong, but I didn't do it on purpose. And he's right. He didn't. And they don't care. And this, I think, um, this is cruel and unusual punishment, is it not? It is. Absolutely is. Compare it to any other case. Yeah, any other libel or slander case. It's absolutely atrocious here. It's unusual (laughs) and cruel. And so this is also interesting. Check this out. Sheriff's deputies surround Maricopa County Tabulation Center, perched on a roof, barricades up, fence set around the perimeter. Really odd. Very odd. Maricopa County is still counting votes from Tuesday's botched election uh, election primary. They have secured the perimeter for the tabulation center using multiple sheriff deputies fencing and barricades around the sidewalk as if they're expecting some type of violence or uprising. Interesting. Very interesting. I'm going to check on... uh, for, for the, everybody out there, we have something going on called Battle of the Streams. This is the way to help support everything that we do here at the Red Pill Project, the Daily Dose podcast, help support us. We are 100% news uh, user-funded, uh, so I'm going to go ahead and check on that. Uh, Gump, $1. I lost faith in our elections. I lost faith in our Gump elections a long time ago, Gump. Thank you so much for that donation. Shannon1313 donated 12 lemons. Thank you so much, Shannon1313. Me, Brenda, gifted a one-month subscription to JTAC. Whack. Thank you so much, me, Brenda. Me, Brenda, gifted five one-month subscriptions to users in this channel. Thank you so much, D, Brenda. Zach88 gifted a cookie. Damn, what a time to be alive. I agree, Zach88. What a hell of a time to be alive. Vader369 jumping in with the ship. Thank you so much, Vader369. Ponlo Picasso gifted a cookie. Thank you so much, Ponlo. RPG3573 donated three ice cream. Thank you so much, RPG. Castled. Castle Drummer gifted the shades. No evidence of voter fraud. No evidence of voter fraud. If there wasn't fraud, we would not be wondering how it got so bad. You're absolutely right, Castle Drummer. Thank you so much. Me, Brenda, donated one Ninja Guinea. Thank you so much, me, Brenda. And I'm pretty sure the people on Pilled are probably yelling at me. The scratching. Drop the scratching. With the ship. Thank you so much, baby. Let me get it in here. And the scratching is released. There you guys go. And I'm only like a quarter of the way through the news. But that's okay. Maricopa County. Uh, so we saw the markets rebound today, including cryptocurrency rebound today. Uh, we're not out of the woods yet, I'm going to tell you. We're definitely not out of, out of the woods yet. But the Dow was up, uh, I mean, what, man, like 5 6% today? It was absolutely amazing. It so, was crazy. Yeah, overwhelming the bears and people who are short in the market. It happens. Uh, this was quite interesting. So we talked about this l- yesterday a little bit. Remember the Democrats' newest mega donor loses billions as crypto exchange fails? More information yeah. came out about the FTX 
uh, exchange. Basically, what they were doing is they had a, a, a sub company they created for investments, and they were okay. taking the users' deposits off of FTX and loaning it to themselves on that platform. They owe themselves ten billion dollars. No, dude. Now this kid right here, Sam Bankman-Fried. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, you know what's interesting about Sam? What? Well, he kind of uh, he, he kind of made his name really, really fast. Okay. Mm. Joe Biden announces his presidential campaign. Thirteen days yeah. later, on May eighth, two thousand nineteen, Sam Bankman-Fried, son of Barbara. Freed, the co-founder of the political fundraising organization Mind the Gap and Get Out the Vote organizations, including Center for Voter Information, launches the FTX crypto exchange. The exchange is an overnight success and enables Sam to become the second biggest donor to the Biden campaign. Really makes you think. By the way, uh, Sam is a multi-billionaire from those investments who just laundered $10 billion of people's money away from that exchange and into a secondary business venture. Oh, he's tied to the Biden crime family. There you go. Oh my gosh, dude. Oh, well, his mother, his mother is definitely one of the, the big people in the voting push and in the DNC. That's wild. Holy smokes. Let's go to John Kerry here. I think he's seen a better day. I thought there's a video here. Uh, John Kerry spills the beans at the UNCOP 27 meeting. They want to replace capitalism with a new economic system. The World Economic Forum climate change agenda was modeled off the effort to roll out vaccines during the COVID pandemic. John Kerry said during the COP27 panel discussion in Egypt on Tuesday, that means we can all look forward to high-pressure, coercive government tactics, and not only from the government, but from corporate elites. Appearing alongside World Economic Forum President Borsch Brende, the various corporate executives, U.S. Special Presidential Envoy for Climate Change, John Kerry said that it is urgent for the private sector to pair with governments to realize the goal of preventing the global temperature from rising to save lives in the alleged looming global crisis. By the way, they call this the World Economic Forum PPP, Public-Private Partnerships, to where governments basically link up with the private sector. You want to know what that's also called? Yeah. Communism. Definitely is communism. <laughs> yes, I knew that. Damn, I need to get well, up my game here. <laughs> so when when the government when the government does it in yeah. the dark and indirectly influences private sector to basically infringe on the rights of people, that's called fascism. It's, a, it's kind of the economic aspect of fascism, but this is wow. communism redefined. Kerry said in the speech before the panel, we have an enormous challenge before us to bring a scale new technologies and harness the deeply capable capacity of private sector entrepreneurs in order to bring them to the table. Because without it, no government has enough money. We need everybody behind this. No government has enough money. I'm pretty sure Article 1, Section 8 of the United States Constitution allows Congress to print and coin money and regulate the value of it. So we have plenty of money. Um, King Charles has made similar statements. Kerry further promoted the World Economic Forum's launch of the First Movers Coalition, which he said was needed to create demand signals in the market where they didn't exist, which takes boldness. It creates courage from executives who have made the decisions to be a part of this. 
Uh, Kerry admitted that this was the goal of his COP27 speech when he said, we need to create demand signals in the market where they didn't exist. They want to artificially create demand where none exists for electric cars, fake meat grown in labs, replacing animal protein with crickets and other insects, solar and wind power in place of reliable coal and oil. And certainly we cannot expect the economic model that underlies unfair and unsustainable development to solve our problems. He's talking about capitalism. It has not and will not because it cannot do so, even though some false prophets continue to promise the trickle-down that never comes. And, you know, it's funny. Trick, he's talking about trickle-down economics, and his mm-hmm. wife owns the Heinz franchise, the Heinz Ketchup franchise, which owns Time Warner and all this. He's a fucking billionaire. Ridiculous. It's so corrupt, man. Unbelievable. And John Hines, so John Hines was a senator. Mm-hmm. He died in a plane crash in 92. Okay? And then John mm-hmm. Kerry married his wife, who was like a crown prince of, of Argentina or something like that. Princess. Princess, yeah. yeah. Crown princess of Argentina or something like that. Um, and she's like, she looks like uh, the Kardashians' mom, like Satan. Okay? But Plastic. I'm pretty sure that they had him killed. Yikes. Because I'm pretty oh. sure John Kerry took his seat. Or something wow. like that. Wow. Yeah, it was some weird shit like that. I, I looked into it a few years back. I don't remember exactly what it was. Oh, wow. So right, You know what? <clears throat> shit like that does happen. It does. What else we got? <sighs> Corporations that start running gender compliance audits and blackness checks to qualify for lower loan rates from woke finance giants. What? That's not racist. <clears throat> the highly disturbing development has been revealed by the Washington Free Beacon, which reports that race-conscious credit agreements are incentivizing illegal hiring practices across corporate America. This sets off several shocking ramifications that could sh- rock the corporate world. Corporations will start asking about sexual preferences and transgenderism during job interviews. Lenders will need to run gender compliance checks to keep companies honest about reported LGBTQ quotas. Lenders will also need to run black checks to make sure claimed black employees' numbers are real. What if they identify as black? <laughs> How many closeted gay people do they have to hire? Right. <laughs> um, do you know what this is actually called? What? It's called ESG. Ah. That's what this is all about. ESG. Weird. Yep. And in a change of how the world works, biological male wins the Miss America beauty pageant in New Hampshire. And, and you know what? Cool. I mean, like, if you want to compete in that, dude, that's fine. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. And nothing against him, her. Um, that's one ugly motherfucker. <laughs> I know, dude. This is... Um Mental illness is what it is. And it's not just that person, you know, yeah. bless their heart. I'm sure he's a good guy or whatever he wants to be uh, identified as whatever. I yeah. don't care. Um, all these girls, I saw a picture of them all like ecstatic for their friend. Yeah. And I think, come on, you guys, beauty pageant. This is like, well, listen, listen, man, psychosis. You know, this is psychosis. It's yeah. like, let's pick the ugliest person and pretend like they're not ugly. And, it, oh, we're so Th- that's what We're I'm so saying brave. happened here. We're so cool. Yeah. This wasn't somebody winning because of their beauty. This was somebody winning because the people around them wanted them to win to make them feel better. It's like participation trophies. Exactly. Okay? That person's going to have a lot of problems in fucking life because of those types of events. It is not healthy. Tell you what. 
you know, yep. not healthy at all. So do you remember when the January 6th stuff started happening, the January 6th unselect committee started happening? No. And they subpoenaed the head of the Capitol Police, who, who had a condition. He had cancer, right? Mm. And they subpoenaed the head of the Capitol Police. He had cancer. And the day before he was going to testify in front of the January 6th committee, he died of a heart attack. He had cancer, though. Terminal. But he died the day before he was supposed to testify. This morning, we learn of one of the vice presidents of the Oath Keepers was actually an FBI informant. Confidential informant, a CI for the FBI. Okay? Mm -hmm. So this guy was in the Oath Keepers, vice president, high up there. The FBI yeah. approached him. He started working with the FBI. Yeah. So he went to testify today. So we learned this this morning. He went to testify. He was supposed to testify today before the January 6th on Select Kitty Committee. Guess what? Died of a heart attack this morning. The day before he was supposed to testify. Or the day of that he was supposed to testify. Unbelievable, dude. I mean, you can't, you can't make this shit up. Heart attack gun. Yeah. An FBI informant has heart attack on the way to testify in the January 6th case for Oath Keepers founder. How convenient. Yep. Yeah, Greg McWerter, who served as the Oath Keepers vice president while informing on the group for the FBI, was set to testify as a defense witness in the Rhodes case. Um, on Tuesday, the New York Times reported at an impromptu meeting on Tuesday, Robes attorney said McWhorter had boarded a plane to come testify for the trial, but had to be taken off and hospitalized over a heart attack. Now he was going to testify as a defense witness. So this is Stuart. So he was an FBI informant, but he was coming to testify on behalf of Stuart Rhodes, the founder. So what he was going to say was probably going to be damning to the FBI. And he's dead. This is sick, dude. Sick games. Yep. They're not games. They're definitely not games. Let's see here. This uh, some fraud from Delaware. Anybody in Delaware? Here's some fraud for you. She should not have a pen in her hand. She's filling out a blank ballot. She's probably educating a ballot here. Marking the ballot. So basically what happens is if you have a ballot that doesn't go through the scanner and it's like a hand-printed ballot thing, these ballots have to be adjudicated. And they will do this to adjudicate a ballot. But the problem is, is there's no template ballot in front of her. There's no bad ballot in front of her to where she would be looking at to reference the adjudication. And she would also need a supervisor overseeing the adjudication. Let's stamp it. Received. Yep. Let's fill in our there you go. Blanks. Why is she holding her pen oh, like that? At the top of the table. Uh, I know. It's just so One, cringeworthy. That's the real two, crime here. Three. And they're wearing masks, so obviously you know who they're voting for. Unbelievable. That's Delaware, guys. All right, this is uh, Marissa Solomon. Let's see what she has to say here. We had conflicting reports last night on whether Pitkin County is done counting ballots. A clerk just told me they are not finished. They're expecting more votes that were received by other Colorado counties that will be arriving by FedEx today and tomorrow. Uh, this was this morning. This is for Lone Bobert, and she eventually took the lead. So hopefully, and Pitkin County is like Red County. 
So these will be going yeah. in for Lone Burbert as well. So very good there. Arizona election results are delayed till after the weekend. They're only on counting Saturday, so we'll see what happens with that. Mississippi officials confirm cyber attacks on state election websites on election day. We also had this in Illinois where there was cyber attacks as well. Um, their offices conser- uh, confirm abnormally large increase in traffic volume due to DDoS activity, which caused public-facing side of our websites to be periodically inaccessible. Uh, I, I bet you they're going to blame this on conservatives some way. Trumpers, MAGA, Mike Lindell or something some way, somehow. Russia. Russia. And look at this one. Iran votes to execute 15,000 participants in the women's rights protest. <laughs> These fucking people like the dumbest people in the world. The Iranian parliament on Tuesday voted overwhelmingly in favor of death penalty for 15,000 protesters. The terrorist regime has seen a massive amount of protests following the death of Masa Amini on September 16th. So if you remember, the 22-year-old Kurdish woman was arrested in the country's mor- uh, by the mor- country's mortality pr- police for allegedly wearing an improper form of the hijab during the visit to Tehran and was allegedly beaten while in custody and later died of a fatal head injury. The people of Iran have protested this and took to the streets. Now, 15,000 of those protesters who were arrested are sentenced to death. What do you think the people of Iran are going to do? Protest more. They're gonna, no, they're not going to protest. They're going to revolt. Oh. Done. They're going to go break uh, those people out before they die. This is madness, dude. This is really, really uh, bad stuff. Imagine if the Democrat Congress right now voted to execute the January 6th prisoners. Oh, my gosh. That, that's exactly what we're seeing right there. Okay? Times a lot. Yeah. So, oh do you remember this? Uh, yeah, it, it, this is fucking radical. You're going to see a coup in Iran very shortly. Iran is going to be overthrown. I'm telling you, Iran is going that. to be overthrown. Yeah, this is huge. Yep. You're right. When you put it into that perspective, wow. Their people are going to overrun them. Um, remember Eugene Yu, who was accused of illegally, illegally sending out poll workers' data, 2.5 million poll workers' yeah. data to China during the 2020 elections for uh, his his company Kanak. The day after the elections. Los Angeles County drops all criminal charges against them. The day after elections. The fuck, man. Well, hopefully, you know what, dude? Hopefully it comes back around. Well, I I just have to say that Eugene Yu did not kill himself. Sometimes they want him out of prison for a reason. All right, here we go. Let's, Let's listen to Joe Biden's latest gaffe. Context is that whether or not they're pulling back from Fallujah and the, I mean, from the, the Kyrgyzstan, the, the city of Kyrgyzstan. Um, mentally incompetent to be president. And you know what, you know what Congress can, whoa, man, my lighting, it got all weird. You know what Congress can do now? I'm not a ghost. I'm not like, okay, there we go. Congress can 25th Amendment Joe, Joe Biden. Oh, now? Well, in January. <laughs> oh, oh. I thought you meant like now. It's proven that he's incompetent. Well, it's no, like, they, no we it's the 25th vegetable. Amendment can come in January now. They have the ability now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Biden announces new $400 million aid package to Ukraine. There's your, hard, your, your hardworking tax dollars at work. 
Ukraine boosts Southeast Asia ties with peace accord. Uh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, this is Cambodia. Ukraine signed a peace accord Thursday with the Southeast Asian nations, a largely symbolic act that comes as Kyiv seeks to shore up international support in isolating Russia. And so, obviously, they're trying to ramp up the Western Economic Alliance against the BRICS Economic Alliance. Unfortunately, Eastern Asia is predominantly controlled by China. Um, so it's going to be really, really hard for them to do that. Yeah, I think there's some. I think there's something there. I need to dig. I need oh. to look into this. Well, here's why. Russia announces 12 new countries that want to join the BRICS Economic Alliance as the U.S.-backed global order crumbles. So there we go. So <laughs> interest in this global Sorry. association is very, very high and continues to grow. It's just not Algeria, Argentina, and Iran, which didn't someone say Iran was going to join BRICS? I'm pretty sure someone said Iran was going to join BRICS very, very shortly here. Oh, in fact, there are more than a dozen such countries. Foreign Minister Sergei Lerov said Tuesday in a press conference, BRICS currently consists of Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, but they are looking to expand their power at a time when the U.S. empire is faltering. Europe is undergoing massive re recession, and the world is in deep turmoil. Um, it doesn't go into these countries' names. Uh, the nation of Saudi Arabia is considering joining BRICS coalition, consisting of Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. China and Russia are wooing Saudi Arabia and potentially Iran as they attempt to increase their power. The Saudis have become disenfranchised with the West, particularly after Biden assumed the American presidency and alienated them deliberately. Um, and there's so I, much more here. So, <laughs> I think some of the stands might join. Oh, absolutely. And probably North Korea, because that would save North Korea because they're basically bankrupt. Uh, remember how... UK was being blamed for the Nordstrom 1 and 2 pipelines. Well, now what else we have is U British spy circularly constructing terror army in Ukraine leaked documents show. So new evidence has emerged to suggest that Western powers, in this case Great Britain, have secretly training a covert partisan army in Ukraine to attack Russian targets in Crimea. British military intelligence operatives forged an agreement with the security services of Ukraine's Odessa branch to form a terror army, the job of which is to conduct sabotage and reconnaissance operations throughout Crimea on behalf of the Ukrainian security services. So this isn't going to be good. We're running out of time. We can skip over that one. So Russia withdrawal from Kursion is a game changer, says Ukrainian expert. I agree. Uh, Kursion, we talked about this yesterday, is the one stop between Crimea. We know Ukraine is going for Crimea because that is a logistical yeah. and militaristic standpoint in the sense of getting troops and everything else over. It's a port of entry. Massive. Um, do good. Do you think that there could be something to this move by Russia, though? Because uh, it seemed like Ukraine's response was like, oh, really? Oh, good. Like, they were surprised. Well, it, see, the thing is, is there's not much going on there. It's not like Ukraine has just demolished them. They're just pulling back. And so as high-ranking Russian commander has announced that Russian soldiers are vacating the western portion of Kherson Oblast, drawing responses of disbelief from Ukrainian officials, Sergei Sorokovin, who in October became the new commander of Russian forces in Ukraine, who this guy is absolute sociopath. He'll kill everything in his path, okay? Said his soldiers will be moving back to the Dnieper River. It is expedient to organize defense along the barrier line of the Dnieper River along its left bank, Surovokin said, according to the Kremlin-backed media organization, the decision to go on defending the left bank of the Dnieper did not come easy, but at the same time, we will preserve the lives of our soldiers and combat capability of our troops. Now, the question is, is Putin laying a trap? 
for Ukraine. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. Well, you know, Russia has something known as a Moab. Yeah. A mother of all bombs. They have a lot of things. And I, I think that they could use an, a Moab there on the Ukrainian troops. Oh, that would be bad. Yep. That would be really bad. So Blizzard pounds the plane's Midwest polar vortex to unleash chill nationwide. Uh, the first blizzard of 2022-23 winter season is unfolding uh, across the northern plains and throughout the Midwest today. Parts of North and South Dakota and portions of Montana, Minnesota, and Nebraska are in the storm's path. Some areas could experience more than a foot of snow and snow rates up to two inches per hour. Well, that sucks. Yeah. About All that right. time. Yep. Oh, look. oh, well, we did it. We did it. We did it. Oh, good. Okay, let's go here. I'm going to go finish up the Battle of the Streams. Hevsky, thank you so much. We have uh, Pablo Picasso gifted a cookie. 100%. Thank you so much, Pablo. Low clearance, $2. So fracking cool. Thank you so much, low clearance. Barber Lines Mattered. Nate gifted 5-1-month subscriptions to the users of the channel. Thank you so much, Nate. Hevsky, $17 on Rumble. California casting voting is bullshit. I asked for an electronic ballot but received a paper ballot. I filled it out and they did not scan it. They just dropped it in a big box. I know four other people had the same thing happen. Exactly, Hevsky. That's what we're saying is it's voter disenfranchisement. So, fuck, man. Well, we're going to see how it goes. We're going to see how this unfolds. Uh, that was a lot of D-Live. stuff to cover today. What's that? D-Live, D-Live took the win on Battle of the Streams today. Really? D-Live? Yeah. Wow. I thought it was going to be Rumble. Awesome. Good job, D-Live. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate all of you. Um, if you guys want to check it out, please subscribe to the channel. Like, share, comment. Best ways to support us right there. Uh, other better ways, redpills.tv. Go on over there. Subscribe to that. Keep updated. Uh, we have uh, tomorrow, Conversations on the Fringe, Friday night. It's going to be myself and uh, drum roll. Do I have a drum roll? Hold on. It's going to be myself and can anybody guess it? Hold on. I have a, uh, I don't have a drum roll. Okay. Whoever guesses it can watch. <laughs> myself and David Whitehead tomorrow. I have no idea what we're going to talk about. We're going to have a great freaking night. So conversation on the French tomorrow night, me and David Whitehead uh, getting into one of our epic discussions. Um, so absolutely fantastic. Can be a fun night. Um, if you guys want to support us as well, one of the best ways, socialredpill.com. Go on over there, join up. We have nightly Zooms. People always on those Zooms, hanging out, chatting. So you can check those out. Sometimes I drop in. Tuesday nights, we have those live Q&As. As well as another way to support the Dark Delight Show, which is my radio show, which is completely different than the Social Red Pill. So I just have to separate that. Um, is go to redpillproject.locals.com. That supports the radio show. You can help us support us there. Or just visit our sponsors. If you go to Mike, uh, Mike Lindell's MyPillow uh, com or mycoffee.com. Use that promo code RPP. Don't forget to go to Dr. Kirk Elliott's page. That's redpills.tv slash, uh, no, that's not, getgoldtoday.com. Getgoldtoday.com or give them a call, 720-605-3900. And that's your IRAs, your 401ks, or anything dealing with gold or silver bullion, anything from a few hundred dollars to if you have those large 401ks or IRAs, they'll help take care of you. Um, much love, respect. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for Vince Tagliavia for being my co-host tonight. My pleasure. You guys have a fantastic evening, and we'll see you in the morning.